Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more, on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll celebrate the birthdays of Pincus Goldfine and Pearly Weaver, we'll find out who's got what hear about some in-laws, and in the last segment, we're going to be very busy. Yesterday, March 28th, marked the birth in 1902 in what is now Poland of Pincus Goldfein. Doesn't ring a bell? You may know him as Polish-Dutch violinist, violist, and bandleader Paul Godwin, but I'm guessing you don't, other than listener Rich in Illinois who suggested this segment. I didn't know of him, but I'm certainly glad I do now, and I think you will be too, after hearing the tunes in this segment. Goldfein studied at the Warsaw Conservatory, and at age 20 moved to Berlin, where in 1922, he formed his own dance band, playing in restaurants, theaters, and on the radio. His early recordings were credited as Tanz Orchester Goldfein, but he changed his name, and in 1925 got a contract with Deutsche Grammophon. Over the next eight years, his Tanz Orchester Paul Godwin, Paul Godwin's Jazz Symphoniker, Paul Godwin Trio, Quartet, and Ensemble, and Paul Godwin Weekend Orchester made thousands of sides for various European record labels. He had a very diverse repertoire, playing foxtrots, waltzes, tangos, polkas, and even novelties of current hits and classical works. In the late 20s and early 30s, he turned his attention to cinema and is heard on the soundtracks of numerous German films, including Mickey Mouse cartoons. In 1933, as Hitler was coming to power, since he was of Jewish origin, Godwin left Germany and relocated to the Netherlands. He never returned to Germany, and following the war, he played classical music exclusively into the 1970s. He died on December 9, 1982. Here are several from Paul Godwin. (音楽) ¶¶ 
der geht ins Herz hinein. Wenn man ein Mädel sieht und glaubt, dass man sie küssen muss, dann gibt's nur eines, was ein Mann vom Küssen wissen muss. Ein Kuss mit Liebe kann keine Sünde sein. Ein Kuss mit Liebe, der geht ins Herz hinein. Und wenn du traurig bist, weil man dir etwas Böses tut, ein Kuss mit Liebe macht's wieder gut.
Dachwitschen einmal nur, möchte ich es wagen, dir zu sagen. Was diskret in meinem Tagebuch gleich auf der ersten Seite steht, es muss was Wunderbares sein, von dir geliebt zu werden, denn meine Liebe ist dein, solang ich lieb auf Erden. Ich kann nichts Schöneres mir denken, als dir mein Herz zu schenken, wenn du mir deins dafür gibst und mir sagst, dass auch du mich liebst. Tag und Nacht hab ich an dich gedacht und im Geheimen will ich träumen, dass du einst mich nicht mehr quälen magst und auch die Worte zu mir sagst. Es muss was Wunderbares sein, von dir geliebt zu werden, denn meine Liebe ist dein, solang ich lebe auf Erden. Ich kann nichts Schöneres mir denken, als dir mein Herz zu schenken. Wenn du mir deins dafür gibst, und mir sagst, dass auch du mich
there you have what I think is a nice representative sampling from Paul Godwin. I don't have a lot of discographical information, and I'm probably going to butcher the German pronunciations, but we just heard Paul Godwin's jazz symphoniker with Mother Goose Parade from 1930. Mother Goose Parade was written by the trio of Irving Bebo, Maurice Strum, and Lou Bro, B-R-E-A-U. Strum also wrote You Never Get Nowhere Holding Hands and The Gingerbread Brigade. Before that, Orchester Paul Godwin with Es muss was Wunderbares sein, which translates as It Must Be Something Wonderful. The vocalist was Max Hansen. Max Hansen was preceded by the Tanz Orchestra Goldfein in 1923, before Pincus Goldfein changed his name to Paul Godwin, with the Tut Ank Amen Shimmy. That's on the German Schallplatt Grammophon label, number 14716. This shimmy was composed by Karsten von Bornmann and is not to be confused with Tut Ank Amen in the Valley of the Kings, written by Monte Carlo and Alma M. Sanders, recorded in 1923 by the SS Leviathan Orchestra and also by Vincent Lopez. We started off our tribute to Paul Godwin with his jazz symphoniker in 1932, with Ein Kuss mit Liebe. The vocalist there was Rolf Sandor, and Ein Kuss mit Liebe translates as A Kiss with Love. It was written by Otto Stransky and is one of two songs by Stransky heard in the 1932 German romantic comedy film Fraulein Falschverbunden, or in English, Wrong Number, Miss. In 1934, it was remade as the British film Give Her a Ring. Now just try and name another vintage music radio program anywhere on the planet where you're going to get that degree of information other than right here on Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, March 25th, marked the birth in 1906 in Covington, Georgia, of blues guitarist Curly James Weaver, whose recording of Tricks Ain't Walkin' No More I played back on the March 8th show. He was childhood friends with Robert and Charlie Hicks, who would grow up to make records as Barbecue Bob and Laughing Charlie Lincoln. The three were taught music by Weaver's mother, Savannah, better known as Dip, a pianist and guitarist. When the Hicks brothers moved to Atlanta, Weaver played house parties and dances with harmonica player Eddie Mapp, and in 1925 they too went to Atlanta. Weaver first recorded in October 1928 for Columbia with his own distinctive guitar style. In May of 1929, Weaver recorded for QRS in New York, and in December of 1930, he teamed up with Barbecue Bob and Buddy Moss to record as the Georgia Cotton Pickers at the Capitol Hotel in Atlanta. He recorded on his own in the 30s when he was also known as Slim Gordon and the Georgia guitar legend but is probably best known for his post-war duets with Blind Willie McTell. Curly Weaver worked for a railroad in the 1950s until he became blind. He died September 20, 1962, and is buried in Almond, Georgia. Here are three from Curly Weaver. <laughs> I'm 
with your girl out the backyard that sun like this on the big blue on the big blue
Baba, we've got something Find that mojo in Now, you see what I did there? I started the show with a clip of I Want a Fried Pie by Dick Price, and I just played Fried Pie Blues by Curly Weaver, recorded in Chicago on April 23, 1935, issued on Champion 50077. Somehow, however, they may not have been talking about the same thing. My wife's from Texas and makes no secret of the fact that her mother wasn't the greatest cook. She apparently boiled the hell out of most everything she cooked, but she did make the best damn fried pies around. She also made excellent biscuits, but unlike Curly Weaver's baby in the song, she didn't bake them with her damper down. I don't even know what that means. Before Fried Pie Blues, it was Curly Weaver and Clarence Moore with an unidentified second guitarist on Baby Boogie Woogie from OK8928, recorded in Atlanta on November 2nd, 1931. And we started off our birthday salute to Curly Weaver with the Georgia Browns, Curly Weaver and Fred McMullen, vocal and guitar, and Buddy Moss on harmonica with the musical question, Who Stole Deluxe? That was recorded in New York City on January 19, 1933, and issued on Banner, Melatone, Oriole, Perfect, and Romeo. Back on the March 1st show, I played Riffin' the Scotch by Billie Holiday, recorded December 18, 1933, and issued on Royal Blue Columbia 2867. I don't think I said so on the air, but in an email I told a listener it was Billie Holiday's first recording. It was not. That honor goes to Your Mother's Son-in-Law, recorded November 27, 1933, issued on the separate Blue Columbia 2856. Both songs were subsequently reissued on a special editions disc by the American Record Corporation. He's been waiting patiently, and here, for listener Alan in New York, is Billy Holiday to start off a segment about in-laws. Just wish you'd make it proper to call my 
You can tell the world I said so. Can't you see you got to be my mother's son-in-law?
It seems like every song about in-laws is about the stereotypical battle axe of a mother-in-law, so I tried to put together a set without a mother-in-law record, but at least that one is an instrumental without disparaging lyrics. Henry Dankers and his Stardust Music making their first appearance on the show with Swing Swing Mother-in-Law, from a Melotone 78 made March 2, 1937. The group made just six sides in two sessions, with Chick Bullock and Larry Nelson singing on a couple of them. I did a quick search, and I think Henry Dankers was Harold John Henry Dankers, who played sax and trombone in Hal Kemp's orchestra as Harold Dankers in 1937 and 38. He was born March 23, 1910, in Lake City, Minnesota. Before Henry, or Harold Dankers, it was Marion Harris singing about brother-in-law Dan on Brunswick 2318 from around September of 1922. Billy Holiday started off that in-law segment, backed by Benny Goodman and his orchestra, with your mother's son-in-law. Alberta Nichols wrote the tune, and Man Holliner the words. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. Last week I mentioned that Bessie Smith recorded I Got What It Takes, which was written by Hezekiah Jenkins and Clarence Williams. Well, here it is to start off this segment about what I got. You can look in my bank book, but I'll never 
Pianist Leroy Tibbs and his Connie's Inn Orchestra with I Got Worry, Love Is On My Mind, written by Peter DeRose. That's fully one half of Tibbs' entire recorded output, made February 1, 1928, and issued on Columbia 14309. 
The tune on the flip side is One O'Clock Blues, written by Bud Allen, Walter Bishop, and Fats Waller. Connie's Inn was a popular nightclub located at 2221 7th Avenue at the corner of 131st Street in New York City. The club was owned by brothers Connie and George Innerman, hence the name, and the gangster Dutch Schultz was rumored to be a silent partner. Like the Cotton Club, it was a segregated club where whites came to be entertained by black performers. In late 1928, Leroy Tibbs and his orchestra were heard on radio station WBNY in Buffalo, New York. I love the Duncan Sisters version of I Got a Coded by Doe's, but before Leroy Tibbs, you heard Fred Sugar Hall and his Sugar Babies with the vocal by Arthur Fields, and their rendition, made April 16, 1929, issued on OK41239. Billy Rose, Arthur Fields, and Fred Hall share composer credit on that one. Bessie Smith started off the set with I Got What It Takes, But It Breaks My Heart to Give It Away, from Columbia 14435, recorded May 15, 1929. Longtime listener Tim in Oakland sent an email last week asking if Jack Coakley and Tom Coakley were the same person. They're not. But Tim also asked if I would play a record from the late 40s by Rose Murphy. I will. I had never heard of Rose Murphy, and because of the year, was hesitant until I listened to her best-known recording. And here it is to start off a busy segment. I put a nickel in the telephone, found my baby's number, got a busy line. Each time I tried, I got a busy tone, not my baby's number, just a busy line. Called his uncle in Jamaica, left a message with the baker, even checked the number in the telephone book. Got so awfully, awfully worried, to my baby's house I hurried. When I looked inside, the phone was off the hook. And as I walked up to my baby then, I got my baby's number. He was busy in the parlor doing fine. Busy kissing someone else. Thank <laughs> you. 
and she's busy and you can't come in. You've got nothing but your time to spend. I'm telling you, my friend, I'm busy and you can't come in. started that busy segment with American jazz singer Rose Murphy and her most famous recording, Busy Line, from 1947. 
Rose Murphy was born April 28, 1913, and was known as the Chi-Chi Girl because of her habit of singing Chi-Chi in many of her numbers. She was also known as the girl with the pale pink voice. So unique was the vocal sound effect of the busy signal in Busy Line that British Telecom used it in a TV commercial in 1990. Following an engagement at the Cine Grill in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel in June of 1989, Rose Murphy returned to New York and died at age 76 on November 16th. Rose was followed by Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys with Too Busy from Vocalion 3537, recorded September 29, 1936. Eva Taylor wrapped things up, credited as Irene Gibbons with Clarence Williams' jazz band on I'm Busy and You Can't Come In. Clarence Williams wrote the words and music and played piano, and you also heard Joe King Oliver on trumpet, Omer Simeon clarinet, and Eddie Lang on guitar. Columbia 14362 was recorded in New York City on September 18, 1928. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>